I swear to God, you better have something better made up by the time we get started. Okay. I'm a choo-choo train. I image those, uh... Just, you know, those hit stars where, you know, like, they come in, they're already really big, and then they have a guest star, so they just say a few things, and they go, God, I hope you're funnier <laughs> once the camera starts rolling. Oh, this person <laughs> sucks just in real shitting life. on you. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. That's all you could make up? <laughs> uh, go on, like, a late night show and just be really boring. Uh, Brian, please get, please get jokes in the teleprompter <laughs> for our guest. Thank you. Make him look funnier, please. Oh, that'd be weird. Oh. <clears throat> a ghost writer, if you will. A ghost writer. Yeah. For a ghost author. Yeah. Ooh, that's scary, <laughs> man. <laughs> Aren't they both ghosts if they're, you know? Yeah. You ever seen a ghost, Austin? Which means you're not really reading anything, are you? No. Nothing of substance. No. It's all just a bunch of boo shit. <laughs> Who am I? Who are you? Who? I'm turning up a little bit, Jamie. Oh, okay. But we're started. We're starting. We're starting. Uh, just assume the audience has already clapped and Woo! we're on the stage and they're like, welcome. Welcome, uh, Ryan uh, Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood man. It's, yeah, Ryan Gosling. It's episode 50, by the way. Episode 50. <laughs> if that was years, that would be old. <laughs> I'd be pretty old. Yeah, 50. I feel like that's some sort of landmark. Yeah, being 50? No, uh, having 50 episodes. Oh, it is. I'm talking about reality Yeah. and where we are right now. People really are 50, though. <laughs> I don't really believe that. No. I find that highly unlikely. I'm going to have to see some ID. In my own personal experience, I've never been, can't relate, not fully buying it. And also, it's very possible that the entire world revolves around me. And everyone else isn't really anything. But what if, what if like one night while you were sleeping, you were fifty, just for like a couple minutes, and you and then, in my dreams? No, just like you're sleeping, and then your your matter that takes up your entire being is fifty, just for a couple seconds by some random. I would cry uncontrollably the entire time, yeah. realizing that if I was fifty and I didn't have, and I wasn't married or had kids, then my entire life would be pointless. Yeah. So I would just fall to the ground and cry. And then when I reverted back, I'd say, oh, thank God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you'd wake up. You're like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank I, God. I still don't have a wife and kids. But, Whew, but it's still okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's still fine. But I can achieve it, maybe. Hey, you know what? Metrics are good because you, you can base them on where you are. So if I'm where I am right now and I'm 50, I'm not happy. Right. But if I'm where I am right now and I'm 20 and I'm in my mid 20s, 26, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I hope uh I hope the whole world isn't where it is right now when I'm 50. <laughs> it's uh it's more of a an external goal. I think my surroundings need to change by the time I'm 50. <laughs> Your surroundings, everybody else needs to change. Everyone else except in the world. Me. Yeah. I want them <laughs> to change. Hopefully you guys are going to get around to that. Hopefully everyone else is, just does that by the time it's I'm 50. Is up to the task. Yeah. And they're going to they're going to make my life better for me. <laughs> yeah. That might be a lot. You might be asking a lot, Jamie. I I can only hope. I don't know. But uh what's going on this week? What's going on? Not much. We're in it's getting all all spooky out there, you know that one that one holiday is coming up, uh, the one before Christmas. 
Uh, when I used to get free candy. I still get Now free I don't candy. really do anything. I, I still get free candy. I feel like this month everyone buys those like little chocolate bars. I feel like people just give those away all the time. You know what? Three years ago, I... And you know what? I don't... You shouldn't do this. That's a simple answer. But they... But you, you can't help it because you go to the Shoppers Drug Mart after Halloween and they have those boxes and they're 80% off. Mm-hmm. There's something ridiculous. So I bought like 3,000 <laughs> of these chocolate bar things. And when I was 23, for a week or two, I ate only chocolate. <laughs> I just straight up woke up in the morning... I ate chocolate, and then around lunch, I ate a bunch of chocolate, and then around dinner, I ate a bunch of chocolate. It's a good I just, I just wanted to know. Don't, don't you ever just want to know? Yeah. Just want to know things about, you know, what's the limits? How, it's a what, good what can diet. I do? It's, yeah. It's a good diet. Did you feel good? Like, I hear that. Oh, a, no, I felt absolutely awful. Very And I actually got sick after about a week or two. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. It was not good. Like, no. Were you nauseous? It turns out I had, no, I just felt weak and frail. Right. Probably from having no nutrients at all. <laughs> what about like peanuts? <laughs> I don't and stuff? like, yeah, from like maybe the O. Henry bars. I guess it depends on how many I ate, but right. I don't think there's much nutrients in a, like Hershey cookies and cream. No. I mean, right? th- yeah, probably not. <laughs> I can't imagine. So, yeah, I'm not getting my vitamin C, my vitamin D. Yeah. E, F, G, H, you I, know, J, alphabet K. to Z. Yeah. <laughs> Not getting any of those. <laughs> Gotta missing all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, didn't feel good. Felt terrible. And then I got sick. And then I recovered. And then I decided I probably should never do that ever again. Would you recommend that everyone try that at least once in their life? Yes. Yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. Well, why not? Why not just know the depths of it? Why not just go? Hey, what what really happens? Yeah. Because what if like your body reacts differently to it? You know, everyone always tells you, oh, that you'll feel horrible. Don't do that. But then what if it's like the magic potion for you? Like, What, what if, if you're the one? Yeah. What if all of a sudden you just start just looking healthy, having tons of energy? You're like, wait a minute. Like, Your hair's looking more uh, more full. Yeah, and, it's like luxurious. It's and, almost greasy. You're getting all that fat you're eating from the chocolate is just yeah. seeping into your pores. and it's, You're moisturizing But you've always been dry, you know, so it's nice to be saturated. Yeah. So you're like, you're moisturizing your skin. Everyone's just like, what? What's your secret? Holy, you're, you're looking ripped too, dude. And you're just like, huh. only eat chocolate. Oh, Henry bars and Mr. Biggs. <laughs> I'm always, I'm, you know, I've always found it interesting how people they they get so f- annoyed when people just give their uh, give their takes on what works just for them. Mm-hmm. So I've heard of, uh, you know, just things like you know, like oh, I do keto, you know, and like yeah. that works for me. I, I'm like cool. Yeah. If that works for you, that's fine. Or even people that say, you know, I do the carnivore diet and that works for me. Right. Right. I'm like, hey, I mean, they're not dead. Yeah. They look okay. Yeah. It probably does work for them. Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know. They're, they're probably fine. I'm not going to say it's going to work for me, but right. I just find it like interesting that people go like, no, I tried that and it's bad. Right. Yeah. Because I, I definitely think uh, there's there's probably not one diet that's good. Like, yeah, I feel like there's definitely multiple diets that meet people's nutritional needs. So, yeah, it's kind of like just finding that. I mean, obviously, there's multiple ways to eat. Yeah, dude, diet, lifestyle. Like, I already know for a fact that, okay, so I, I did the chocolate experiment, right? Yeah. I can't do, I don't, I can't do alcohol. Yeah. I, I just can't. It's not in me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm incompatible with the lifestyle of being an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> Even if I try to be difficult for me. That's a so good it's thing, easy. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's nice because it's built in. Right. But 
Inversely, I don't go up to people that I struggle with alcoholism and go, don't do it, obviously, dum-dums. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause for me, like it's just physically hard. Right. Like I just I'm super drained and tired and I hate the hangovers and they make me feel groggy and burnt out all the time. Yeah. Some people just can rebound. I've seen them do it, you know? So Yeah. So it's easy for me to say that than go to them and go like, uh, idiots, why don't you just stop drinking? Just don't ever do that. think of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's easy it's to say that about something you don't like. Like if I watch someone doing something unhealthy and I was like, Oh, I don't even like doing that. Like, why are you even doing that? It's stupid. It's like, well, yeah, obviously they just uh they do. <laughs> yeah. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Oh man. Um I had to uh I was hoping for a relevant story. It is, yeah. I uh about so the I, stroke. About the strokes, the band <laughs> the strokes. We can talk about the band the strokes. Um no, I uh so I I have to go get a COVID test this week. Um not really not that interesting. It was just something I had to do. And uh, I, I went to, it's basically a pharmacy, uh, but it's it's like the methadone clinic because it's like, apparently there's like multiple different ones you can do. Um, so this one I went to, it was apparently the cheapest one in Sarnia. So I was like, all right. And it's built into the methadone clinic? It's in the methadone clinic. Oh, so, okay. So uh, like, I've never been there. So I just remember uh, witnessing it. And it was uh, definitely like... I'm not trying to be like judgmental. Like obviously, you know, there's interesting people coming in, but it was shocking because there were some people you would never would have like guessed. Like there's some like regular looking people, and then I didn't even know how it was distributed, but they're all drinking like a little cup of something and coming in the morning. And some people looked pretty rough, but then others came in for it and they didn't. But I, I don't know. Say, are they? I do kind of I mean, just hit like immediate relief. Yeah. Like they immediately they walk in. They go to the methadone clinic. They kind of go, "Here you go," and they and you just you see them going going, "Oh fuck yeah, yeah, pretty kind much." Yeah, there was a guy who came in. He looked rough and he was like all shaky and nervous and like probably having withdrawals. And then I watched him do that, and he's just like, "All right, thanks guys, take care." And he just like walked away totally normal. I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> don't even <laughs> do it, do it, Jamie." I feel like there's a niche market for. Don't don't even talk to me until I've had my methadone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's terrible. Oh but. God. Yeah. <laughs> that they give they give everyone like a little cup that says that on the side. It's like don't talk to me until I've <laughs> don't had even my- talk to me until I've had my methadone fix. <laughs> yeah. But no, like uh, until my second methadone hit. Yeah. Honestly, though, like I mean, yeah, the fact <clears throat> there was a lot of people. I genuinely was like, oh, I would have never expected. Like some of the people who came in there, I was like, oh wow. But well, I mean, ideally, I, I guess, obviously, they're they're pretty recovered. Yeah, and I, are living a somewhat normal life. I guess uh, that's yeah. kind of the the hope. Right? Yeah, I, that's, yeah, exactly. I'm sure most people in there are trying to wean themselves off. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's a good thing. Well, actually, not only that, there's a decent amount of the population that never gets off methadone ever. Right. It's permanent. Yeah. And they they kind of designed around that a little bit. Yeah. So a lot of those people, maybe they they did heroin ten years ago and they're just still doing methadone. That's very feasible, mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Is uh yeah because methadone's for opiates, I believe. Um, yeah. Good question. I I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's for opiates. I feel like I should know that. Yeah. Especially considering how much time I've spent around people like that. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, very. Very interesting place to wait for my COVID results. 
Yeah, yeah. Hey, you get to experience the uh, hey, the shift, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, but uh, I don't know. I think if I go again, I'll probably... I, if it takes like 15 minutes to get your results, I'm like, yeah, I'll just go for a walk or something, probably. Probably a little nicer than showing, showing in there. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I mean, the novelty wears off pretty quickly. Yeah. It's it's super fun in there, but yeah. I'm oh, thinking, it's a banger. I'm thinking uh, yeah, the novelty is going to I like to off. hang out with the after people. Yeah. Yeah. Not the before. Not the before. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? <clears throat> I even judge. I probably even more. Ju- I'm more judgy of people that are addicted to coffee than methadone, Jamie. Yeah. I know <laughs> because you know what. To be fair, though, I can I obviously just relate more to coffee because I've 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 done coffee. Mm-hmm. That 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 th- that is a complete different plane of existence that I, I don't get. Man, you've done coffee before. I've done coffee in my it's pretty, time. Pretty intense. I hear that stuff really gets a hold of some people. I uh, I don't like. I don't like the morning shut off. People mm-hmm. that can't do anything in the morning until a coffee. Yeah, I I would say that. Uh, and actually, what's funny is I was talking to my Aunt Wendy, and I she would said... I that they're weak, and their their name will be forgotten. Well, my Aunt Wendy has always loved her coffee, And right? history will forget And them. when she got married, my uncle, because she, she used to do the crabby thing. She'd get up in the morning and, you know, do the whole, nah, don't talk to me, yeah. coffee, nah, kind of thing. And eventually, yeah. my uncle went, no, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, you can't just be shitty before your coffee. Figure it out. And <laughs> yeah. that's basically what happened. She went, ah, I had to stop being a... A total B before my coffee. (laughs) Yeah. I have to stop being a complete asshole before my coffee. (laughs) Damn it. Damn it. (laughs) Getting married sucks. Let me tell you that. Uh, That's too much of a compromise for me. Yeah, I can't. I can't change that way. I just wake up with middle fingers up (laughs) until I have my coffee. Honey, (laughs) don't even. Here's the finger. Mm -hmm. Make the coffee. Oh, yeah, I my chemical dependency is more important than being nice. <laughs> I I don't know, but I I, get. I, I I do like it for bursts of energy at certain points in the day. Like yeah. I, as I'm getting older, I definitely get the whole being lethargic around two p.m. You yeah. know, just after lunch. That's a very normal time to be just tired. And yeah, I, and I get that now. So if if I would say that I don't drink much caffeine, I drink right now. I drink like two cups of tea a day. Yeah. And I'll drink like I'll drink one cup of tea after lunch or something. Yeah. Just to help me get that little boost. Right. Yeah. I well, especially when I'm working, I usually have about two cups of coffee maybe a day. Usually one on the way to work and one about halfway through my shift. So yeah, that's seems, pretty standard, I'd say. Yeah. Seems, it's a, it really it's really only two. I'm surprised. Uh, I thought you drank more. Well, I I used to drink a lot more. I thought um, you were a coffee fiend. Yeah. Well, I used to be. Um yeah, actually, to be honest, I think my last shift I did drink three, but usually it's two. Usually just one on the way there, one midway. <clears throat> but unless I'm really just feeling it, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm feeling tired. Then I'm like, I'll push it to three. Yeah, yeah. But, I will say that, you know, going but even you know, going back to what I was saying earlier, I still don't get it because I don't I don't react well to caffeine. Yeah. So I have to take it easy. If I drink two cups of coffee, for example, and I do that regularly for two weeks, I crash. I completely plateau. It somehow destroys my chemical balance. I don't know why. Yeah. But I can see that. After two or three weeks of just drinking two cups of coffee a day, I was taking naps in the middle of the day because I was so tired. And I was talking to my cousin because my cousin's a barista. Yeah. I was going, dude, what the, what the hell is happening? <laughs> this isn't how caffeine works. Why am I chugging a cup of coffee and then an hour later I'm 
blacking out in my bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty weird. But I don't know. I feel like it doesn't affect me too much. I guess if I have too much, sometimes I'll get like, I feel a little shaky. Not shaky, but I've had it where I can tell I've had way too much. But um, yeah, I don't know. But you're yeah, just, I, you're jonesing. Yeah, I've definitely had that, but not too often. Usually, it doesn't seem to affect me. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I just, I think I just enjoy it, and then it, it works a little. I think, but nothing crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I can definitely see what you're saying because uh, people, you do get like dependent on stuff, and especially something that's controlling, like stimulating you, controlling your, um, you know. I guess your cycles and stuff. I can definitely see how some people are probably a lot more sensitive to that. I would imagine. Uh, I I think it's somewhat rare, but mm. I, at the end of the day, this all goes back to the the whole theme being everybody's different. Everybody yeah. has different balances and yeah, just and things. Some things just break people's composition. Some people can eat chocolate all day. For, the, you know, the probably for every is, meal. Well, you know what's incredible is they they found this homeless guy. Who was drinking mouthwash all the time? Yeah, and they they nice looked te- at it. Did he have nice teeth? Well, I, I'm not sure. I don't think they logged that part. They, I think that was a moot point. Now the answer is probably no. Yeah, because uh, he he probably didn't give a shit regardless. But that's a <laughs> but, lot of mouthwash. The but they they said they were kind of looking at him, and and apparently his body was extremely efficient. At just getting rid of all the bad stuff about mouthwash. Really, it would just it would just go through and they, it would go no problem and just sifted all the crap in mouthwash and it just basically be alcohol to him. Weird. Um, and obviously that over time that would wear on you, but just the fact that his body just eventually adapted and it went. You know what? This guy's just feeling it's full of garbage. Let's figure it out. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like people just adapt to stuff. Like, I mean, wouldn't uh, probably the average person that would be very bad for, but. And I mean, I'm sure he wasn't in perfect health either, this guy. But yeah, it is crazy what the body can do. And also just what people can do. Like there's, like Mike's lifestyle in a lot of ways is completely, our buddy Mike, is the yeah. opposite of mine in every way. Right. But it works for him. Yeah. He's, because he has a lot, he has a lot of intense energy. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just exploding all the time, running around like a, like a ping pong ball. Yeah. Yeah, he's very energetic. <laughs> and... That just leads him to make very different decisions and choices and what he does in his day to day. And I'm kind of like, yeah, we're just completely different. Yeah. In that regard. Yeah. But it's cool. It's nice to know different people that do different things. Yeah. And he's fielded purely off mouthwash. And he's, uh, he probably could survive mouthwash. <laughs> Who knows? Mouthwash, not even once. You just got to start, guys, you can start training your body <laughs> to process mouthwash. And you can, you'll never have to buy vodka ever again. <laughs> You can drink mouthwash like a real class. Yeah. Like a gentleman. That reminds me of, uh, I went on a cruise ship when I was like, well, not younger. I was like probably, well, I was younger. I was <laughs> like in my 20, 21-ish range. Uh, but I remember uh, we met these people on the cruise ship and uh, they snuck in a bunch of vodka in a mouthwash bottle, which I guess is more common than Isn't you think. Isn't the alcohol almost free on a boat? No, I think it was like there was a drink package that was like a couple hundred bucks, but it was pretty like pretty reasonable for like you got like 15 drinks a day. I don't remember how long the cruise was, but yeah, it was it was pretty reasonable. I don't know. Oh, right. That's only if you work in the boat. I forgot. Yeah. yeah you get one dollar beers or something if you're an employee. Right. Yeah. 
No, so yeah, there was like a package you could buy. Uh, This person probably just figured they weren't going to drink as much as the package, so they probably just figured they'd sneak some on. But yeah, apparently that's a lot more common than you'd think, people just sneaking them on in mouthwash containers. Damn, dude. Yeah. Pure vodka. Fun fact, yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I still remember someone pouring me a shot out of a mouthwash bottle. Dude, I've never even been on a cruise boat. No, I've only been on one. What am I doing, man? They're pretty cool. I mean, apparently they're uh, they dump a bunch of shit in the ocean. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, as long as it's for our convi- our enjoyment. Enjoyment. Yeah. Totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as I said, I do view it as hey, if we overindulge, it's not the Earth that dies. Yeah. It's us. That's true. The Earth is just gonna keep moving on. Yeah. If if it if it superheats and goes to a hundred eight hundred degrees Celsius and then fifty million years later the Earth goes nah eh, we're 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 good yeah things are about back I don't know man I'm I'm a little I I'm, I care about the sea turtles though a little <laughs> but, uh, the poor sea turtles the poor sea turtles now nah, they'll just evolve some new ones yeah, over time true. although actually I do feel that they'll evolve to be able to drink mouthwash if we do die I would say one of the best places to be would be the ocean right. I don't know. I feel like depends if like the ocean starts boiling or something. I don't know. <laughs> it w- I it would have to be pretty hot. Yeah, It'd have to be a toasty, toasty summer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I That'd don't know be pretty wild. On. Wow, we like superheat the Earth and then the ocean evaporates. Yeah, the entirety of the ocean evaporates. Yeah, creating uh, which. Obviously, just goes in the atmosphere, then re-rains everywhere else. So then we just become some crazy, like salt ocean planet. Yeah, that's not like no, not really deep anywhere. Just kind of, you know. Do do we lose water from our atmosphere? I don't think so. No, no, no. It's quite efficient. Well, mm. it just goes. It becomes a cloud, and then eventually, right. it, it just. But kinda... I'm saying, does any escape ever? Well, because Earth? well, into the atmosphere. You know, good question. I would say. The higher it goes, I don't want to talk out of my ass. I'm going to say I don't know, but I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty confident that doesn't. It like Evaporation is it's just changing into a different state, but it's still like the substance, right? Right. Um, I'll get Benny. Are you really going to get Benny to look that up? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Benny. Do we oh, lose God. water from our atmosphere? Um, yeah, we, we, our fact-checking ghosts ghost yeah let's see what the first result on google says that yeah he he does reference google very often um is there a net loss of water from the upper atmosphere yes but very little loss occurs what is that like how much is very little well i'm gonna say very little is very very little (laughs) because the alternative is over time it keeps evaporating and then escaping into space and then it the, the the world just runs out of water and we die right so, but, there, but there is a ridiculous amount of water on Earth. There is a ridiculous amount of water on Earth, but we've also been here for quite a long time. Right. You would, th- and if and if we weren't either keeping the unequitable amount of water, or producing more water naturally, that water should be reducing over time, right? Yeah. So, I feel like it's not that much. Yeah. But I don't do. But I don't know. Fuck all. I don't know shit about that. <laughs> I know that's. So a- why are you putting me on? The, why are you putting this on the spot? <laughs> I think the people needed to know. Um, well, the people don't need to know our shitty opinions about science. I, that wasn't an opinion. That was a fact. 
I, I just, I do no, want to I mean, know. Yeah. But is, I know, but like, but, but, but very, yeah, but an opinion would be, but how much? I'm like, I don't know. Well, but that's the thing. They don't even specify. That's what I'm saying. So like, so, I don't know. Well, someone needs to know this. <laughs> what are we going to do? It's not us, dude. What are we going to do? Do you think Greta Thunberg knows? No. <laughs> she knows. Her, I'm sure her parents know. Yeah. Which means she knows. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Someone knows. Anyway. That's that's interesting though. Uh, don't even get me started on having teenagers be the front of a movement. Yeah, just like ah, uh, like in just in general, I kind of go, dude. Like they're so easy. I feel bad because of how easily man- manipulated you are in that position. Yeah, definitely. When I was sixteen, I was so impressionable. It was embarrassing, and I and I feel like that's universally true. I yeah. don't think anybody looks back at 16 and goes, wow, I was not impressionable. To be no, fair. No, I didn't just look at this person and go, wow, that's the coolest thing I ever saw, even though they were completely dumb. Right. Well, to be fair, I, I think I, looking back, I would be like, that's kind of cool if I was just world known because as a child, my parents got me to do something. I'd be a little like, you know, that's kind of cool. That I'm and like, you have all these advisors breathing down your neck. Yeah. Multi-millionaires, billionaires, all, you know, yeah. giving their, their thoughts and ideas and what you should do. They're donating to you and going, oh, by the way, with and this donation like, comes with a couple little conditions, no and, biggie. And you're rich as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. She's definitely a millionaire now. Yeah. There's uh, no question. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'd do it as a kid. I, I'd be like, yeah, why not? Oh, one hundred percent, dude. Take if off. I got enticed into that shit, yeah, and my parents did that for me, and I became a multimillionaire while they just kind of told me to do shit, yeah, I I can't complain. I will say this though, I don't think it pays off because yeah. all that millions of dollars comes with all the bullshit. Yeah, and as I said, everybody has conditions. Nobody just gives you money. Right. They're not like, oh, here's two hundred grand for the cause. Yeah, don't worry. Except for I have the couple things that I like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, probably for sure. Um, Just uh, ignore our oil company when it really all goes down. Yeah, we're we're kind of cool anyway. Look, we're funding you. Exactly. Yeah, we're the cool we're the cool oil guys. But like as a kid, I yeah, you don't care about that one bit. So uh, the kids just like, oh, cool, that's that's some money. Well, I mean, uh, she's pretty passionate. Yeah, I'll give her that. Yeah, that's true. But once again, uh, I, I was, I don't I was actually... also passionate about a lot of things when I was sixteen too. That over time. You know what? And I, you know, there's this whole, <laughs> I, I think there's such a, it's, it's a beautiful time. Okay. Because when you're young and you're seeing, let's say like, you know, a lot of obvious problems for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. World hunger, poverty, shit like that. And you go, why do those exist? Just get rid of them. Right. Ah, that's terrible. Right. And there's a part of you and I can, I can even see it growing up that my parents still understand that side of it. Like they're kind of go, Oh, I've, I'm. It's hard to explain. You know, when you're younger and you're in that passionate position, you just get older and you do. I'm not sure if you just call it jaded or you just start to accept that you are just one person in a massive chess game. And there's not much you can really do in the grand scheme of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. As a kid, you feel like, yeah, a lot. You definitely have like a lot more passion for things as a child when it comes to like, oh, my impact in the world. And then. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people just sort of give in as they get older because it's just more I realistic. Think, I think it's uh, as you get older, your world perspective just gets ma- larger and larger. Yeah. Until you until you do get to the point where you where you think just, I'm 
how out of control. I'm nothing. Yeah. <laughs> in the grand, and I'm really, I'm really not. Like if if I passed away now, obviously all my direct family and stuff would be affected and sad, and I'd make a lot of people sad. Right. But that's not going to be in a history book. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to be the 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 turning tides of anything. Right. It's just it just happened. Yeah, and that's the thing is like it is possible to make an impact, but yeah, you kind of it it has to come from a very passionate place because you have to not, give up a lot. To, it, it's not easy. I'm it's sure. a it's a lifestyle. If you really want to create that change, you have to go. You're basically a missionary for the yeah. cause at that point, right? Whether that's you know climate change or poverty or something, anything like that. Right. You basically become a missionary to that cause. Yeah. You're like, here we go. This is my full-time gig. Time to go freaking yeah. chain myself around a truck or something. Yeah. Chain myself and, to a tree. pull my titties out. Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can't, you can't rob them of their passion. That's for sure. You can't yeah. say they, they, weren't, uh, they weren't all in. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah sorry, one sec. What, Jamie? Um, oh, well, I was about to say something about... Uh, I was drinking water, too. <laughs> no, it was about... Um, it was on the topic of Greta Thunberg. I don't actually know too much about her. Um, I, okay, I will say... You must have seen the famous clips, though. You know, the... I've seen some how stuff. How dare you? Yeah, I've seen some stuff. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't know much about her, though. Um, I know her, her parents are, like, activists, right? Yes. And that's kind of how... I'm Obviously, how she got into it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't really know the whole story of like, what, was it something like they just organized with her involved and she started doing speeches or? Well, she dropped out of school and then made that whole, that whole speech, the how dare you, you know, I'm mm -hmm. dropping out of school because you're destroying my future, so there's no point investing in my future kind of thing. Right. Um, and then people go, oh, what a, you know, what a brave statement. Yeah. And I don't know, like. Fair enough, right? Power to her. It's just that it's a bummer that just on the fact that she's that young, it's easy to say that she's being used. Yeah. Oh, I can see Which that. Which is sad, yeah. but... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hopefully I, she's doing all right. Yeah. Oh, probably. Uh, <laughs> I can... Uh, that. Oh, what? yeah. What that did remind me of is uh, that whole, like, uh, the Nirvana cover for Nevermind. Um you know how that guy, the whole story came oh, out. Oh, dude, of, I know all about that yeah, shit. Yeah. It's so, so dumb. It is. But, but go ahead, go ahead. Well, the one thing about it that I well, thought we, was we interesting. Well, we should probably give the summary first. Oh, yeah. Well, um, basically, the the baby on the cover of Nevermind was trying to sue them years later. like Recently. Just, just recently. Yeah. Uh, I think the album turns 30, 30th anniversary coming yeah. up. And might I add, this is after he did three additional reshoots yeah. in his lifetime. Yeah, he remade like, this. <laughs> he did this <laughs> in his, you know, teens, his 20s, and his 30s. Yeah, and, and, he, ha and he has the album name tattooed and on his chest. And he has it tattooed on his chest, and I guarantee you, he did so much clout chasing with that. Oh, yeah. He definitely was, you know, he was at a party with some girls and went, huh, have you ever seen the Nirvana cover? That's me. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Oh, he's totally done that. But, like, this, he, his life has been nothing but pure net gain yeah. from being in that album cover. But right. I digress. But go ahead, Jimmy. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people know this story. But, like, yeah, he was just recently trying to sue them, basically, for, like, child pornography or something, basically saying... Because it shows he's a naked baby on the cover, but it's just... He, he was involuntarily violated. Yeah, that's something what he says. Something along the lines of his argument. Yeah, and it's just kind of ironic because he 
has been just living that up his whole life. And there's so much evidence of that. And now to all of a sudden say, it just seems very obviously like he's just trying to get a quick It's cash, so pathetic but... because how did he not expect this to be only bad PR? Yeah. Nobody knows who this guy is. Yeah. Well, they see the, like, you know, the occasional photo and go, ha, ha, ha. But they, we have no idea who he is. Yeah. And so now he thinks, you know what? Nirvana. One of the most, at this point, one of the most beloved bands ever. Yeah. Let's just, let's just, I'm just going to fucking burn my bridge to humanity. Yeah. And just, and try to sue Nirvana. Yeah. Now Dave Grohl, like, hates me. Chris hates me. Yeah. And <laughs> the entire fandom of Nirvana hates me, which is, like, tens of millions of people. Right. Doesn't seem like a, a whole lot to gain, but no. hey. Yeah. Oh, and, and definitely more than tens of millions. But yeah, it's, uh, that, yeah, it makes no sense. It was clearly... And then people pointed out the irony of like the fact that the cover is one hundred percent all the clout. He's chasing a bill on the cover, and then that's ironically what he's doing <laughs> <laughs> as he got older. Yeah, I he, think that case was thrown out, right? I don't remember what happened. I don't think it's been thrown out yet. But There's no way he's gonna win. It's looking. It's bad. comical. <laughs> yeah. Well, even if he wins, he loses because he's going to be shunned forever. Yeah, people are gonna remember who he is, what he looks like. And when they see him in public, go, that's the fucking guy. Yeah. That's the guy who sued Nirvana and took their money uh-huh. because, like, after clout chasing for th- his entire life. Yeah. The, he, it's not worth it. Like, Jamie, if you could get a million dollars right now, but it meant you had to, like, take a bad PR hit for something really big going down. Like, the whole world's going to hate me. Yeah. They're all just going to yeah. shit on you. No. It <laughs> wouldn't be worth it then. It's just not worth it. No. Who wants to... Like, you have a... Cool. You have a... Let's say even, even a few... Let's say $10 million. Yeah. You're going to have a good life after that. You're going to be set. You're not going to worry about money. The only downside is, is the odds of someone seeing you in public and hating you for this reason, for whatever reason it is, is pretty high. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think there's no amount of money that's worth it. No. Just, and that, yeah, everyone's just trying to like fight you and beat you up. <laughs> yeah, it's something you big, you know, like yeah. if uh, Obama got assassinated and they put it on you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or like you were a conspirator somehow, like, oh, it was his brother or something. They go, like, oh, that's the brother of the guy who assassinated Obama. Yeah. You would be, just be hated by everyone. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, actually, so something else interesting about um, the Nevermind thing. Uh, so I was hearing apparently when, apparently the parents only got paid like $200 or something for that picture. That's because they were nobodies. Well, exactly. So it's kind of funny because like, they're like, they didn't really sign a thing to get a big percentage of the cut or anything, but I think they did kind of sign a bad deal. But again, that's still like on the parents and like, I think especially after all this time, again, it's like the kid clearly... I don't know. It just it is a funny story, but I did I did hear the initial yeah. Except photo for shoot. the the argument there the, the, the okay the argument is stupid because the whole thing of going oh I should have taken a percentage and then they immediately argue I didn't know it was going to be that big mm-hmm. and nobody did nobody yeah. thought that this album would be as big as it got no so to, for you to say I deserve a retry mm-hmm. because I joined in on this early investment so to speak and right. i didn't do exactly what i should have because i didn't know better i I'm, i think that's just not a good argument yeah i and again i don't even know exactly if that's true like but could, that does happen more. a lot do you know the witcher yeah uh the guy who made the the writer of the witcher books when he sold the rights to the games which the games became really famous especially the third one right yeah he didn't get a percentage cut he didn't think the games would go anywhere 
So he, when he gave the uh, the race to the game to the company, he only took a set amount. I think he sold it for three hundred grand or something. Oh wow! And then when The Witcher Three came out, he became salty because he realized afterwards, oh shit, like th- these games are really successful. Yeah, and they're actually good. Yeah, and then he like took them to court, and I think the game company even settled with him to just say, here's more money then. Yeah, fine, kind of thing. Right. Just because, yeah, it makes them look bad on just, uh, even, I, even though they technically didn't do anything wrong, I'm sure if they fought it, people were like, okay, but you, you are using, profiting off his ideas. So it's one of those things that I understand, like, morally why people would be like, I see why they did it, but also they didn't have to do it. From his perspective, I understand. But I think most of the fans of it thought it was kind of a dick move. Because yeah. once again, it's that whole thing of, you, there's like this little game company. You're like, I don't give a shit about you. Just give me some money and see later. Yeah. And then the moment they become successful, you suddenly start resenting them for their success. Right. You know, it would have all been fine and dandy if they didn't get that far. Yeah. If the Witcher games didn't get that popular. Right. He would never never thought about it ever again. But the fact that they became successful is why he resented that deal. That's right. why I, whenever people have that switch where they suddenly go, oh wait, oh it's successful. Yeah. Now I need my payout. Right. Did you if, uh, if you believed in something, or you gen- genuinely believed in an investment you were putting out, then you would take your percentage cuts. You wouldn't right. be doing those fixed rates. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just and, angry uh, at the fact that it was successful. And, and actually, I just realized, just to clarify, I'm yeah. sure most people know this, but what we're saying is, when you're signing a contract, you can either you can do a bit of both, of course, too. But generally speaking, people either take a fixed amount of money. So let's say you sell off your product and you give it to someone for five hundred thousand dollars then you never get another penny ever again. But if you do a percentage, then you get a percentage of the profits from whatever it's used for. Right. That's what we're talking about. And generally speaking, if something is successful, you want the percentage, obviously. Right. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Because um, then that's kind of just goes up as the It's constant revenue. Up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you know if... Uh, so since the writer sold the rights to the video game company, do you know... Isn't there a TV show now? Yeah. Witcher? He got away. He... He understood that he he wasn't going to make the same mistake twice. So okay. he he definitely made a much better contract for the the TV show. But so when he sold, so he didn't sell like the total rights to the witch or to the game company. Like he just gave them permission. To oh, use permission it. to use it right. as in use the story, of the books. Oh, okay, because I was wondering not if, exclusively, just yeah, you know, permission. I, I see. Okay, because yeah, I was like, I wonder is does he have any say in the new TV show? Oh, one hundred percent. No, oh, no, no, okay. it's all his work. And yeah. you know what? It's also uh, equally true to say that his books are obviously the reason the games exist, but the games have made his books very popular. Right. And not necessarily... Like, it, the, the games needed those books to survive, but the games, like, made... Like, there wouldn't be a TV show without the games. Right. That's a fact. Yeah. There's oh. no way Netflix would have ever made those shows without the games. Yeah. So... I don't know. That, so that whole, I feel like it's biting the hand that feeds a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit where you're kind of going, eh. But that, that's definitely a smart move to make a TV show, though. Like, Hey, I know with freaking Henry Cavill, too. <laughs> I, I do. When I saw that, I did not see that coming. Yeah. I was very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I, have you actually, have you watched uh, the TV show? I have. No, oh. I love the games. I played the games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played. And a, a when bit the of three when they announced the TV show and said Henry Cavill from Superman was the main the, <laughs> the Witcher, I went, "What the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. How is this possible?" And uh, but then it turns out, I guess he's a ner- he's a he's a big fan as well. So he's a big fan of the games. He read the books and, the, and played the games. Yeah, nice. So for him, it was a passion project. Yeah, 
So the books were a lot smaller before the games? Uh, you know, they were... I think they were probably reasonably successful. Right. But the games took it to the next level. Well, yeah, because I didn't even know there was books, so... <laughs> yeah, there you go. A lot of people don't. Yeah. They just know that the there's, like, The Witcher 3, that one popular game that was super, you know, sold, like, tens of millions of copies kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I played uh, I played a bit of number three, The Witcher 3. It was kind of cool. Yeah, I, uh, a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't get, like, super far in it, but... It's uh, a long fucking game. Yeah. There's no question about that. What's that card game you play in it? Uh, Gwent. Yeah, there's. I know people, like, apparently play that game just I know, just and, there's play a, Gwent. and there's a whole standalone game they made. Oh, which really? Which they legitimately did, yes. They made two standalone games. Wow. <laughs> Was was that card game uh, talked about in the books? Good question. I can't remember. I read the books as well. Yeah, but I can't remember. I wonder. Never thought of that. Yeah, it must. It must. It must be. There's no way. Yeah. Right. But I wonder. Right, if, guys? I, I wonder if it got into detail. <laughs> like it definitely. It didn't get into the detail. So I like, do know that it was just like a. They just said it was a card game, but didn't explain it. Probably. I read the books. I'm gonna say they definitely didn't go into depth, and suddenly go. Here's how Gwen's played. Right. Geralt each, did this on his turn, you know? <laughs> yeah. Each uh, each book comes with a deck of cards and stuff. Yeah, but, you know, I, I digress. I, I feel like most people don't even barely know anything about this game anyway, so... Yeah. But it was more about the contracting shit, right? Right. Rolling back to the whole Nevermind thing, is yeah. people just get mad when people, when other, when people succeed. Yeah. Well, yeah, contracts can definitely can be misleading though too. That's why it's kind of oh, one hundred percent can be risky. Oh, that's a whole other thing, and that's why. Pro tip for anybody, please ever, if you ever do have any sort of significant contract, you should have a lawyer on retainer that you contact and go, "Is there anything really fucky with this?" Yeah, because that's totally worth the money. If you have to pay that lawyer over a grand just to review a, a document, right, for like thirty minutes to an hour of his time. That's worth the money. Yeah. Yeah, it's like something just in the fine print. It's like, well, if you sign this, we own you. <laughs> Oops, yeah. yeah. Whoopsie-daisy. <laughs> Too bad you, I didn't spend that, at this point, a very small sum of money to not get completely fucked. Yeah. You have to hop on one foot at, at any time I request. It's like, what? Uh, who, dude, like the, like the Keisha contract, man. Yeah. That whole thing was so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, some people just sign sign shitty contracts, and they're they're and I think it's the reason why it's so controversial is there's the endless debate of how responsible are you to know what you should know, right? Because part of it is obviously you you don't know legal talk, so yeah, the real answer is you need to get a lawyer, and I do think that just needs to be said more. Just go like just go get a lawyer. I've definitely don't s- sign shit. Go talk to someone. Oh yeah, I've definitely signed stuff without reading it. Like, there's been situations where usually, like, work environments and stuff, they're like, oh, our policies have changed, and then it's just, like, pages and pages, and I'm like, okay, I'm not actually going to read this, but, you know, that's, that's still... kind of part of the secret. That still could come... <laughs> yeah, it's almost like if there's too much, they're just kind of, like, betting most people won't. So it's almost like... That's probably the worst thing, too, just sign off without reading, is, like, stuff like that, because if people... You know, I'm sure there are people who do kind of count on the fact that people don't read stuff. Work policies are kind of mundane, though. They are usually. Yeah. There is not really. There's only so much they can even really do. Well, I yeah. Think. Well, exactly, because they still have to abide to whatever the standards are for, like, you know, the province, the government, federal work safety whatever, stuff. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
So it's kind of how how different is it really going to be? It's not like they can suddenly put in there like you're now allowed to slap your female coworkers' asses. Yeah, in the in the cubicles now. <laughs> like that's the, <laughs> that's like, probably not they can't they can't just casually slide that in there. And then when somebody gets sexually harassed, you're like, did you not read the thirty pages of our new worker yeah, policy? It says that we're allowed to do this now. Did you not see the ass slapping clause? <laughs> yeah, everyone can slap anyone's ass. Now get here. over here and get your ass slapped. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's uh, that happened. <laughs> oh, man. oh, you have a relevant story? No. <laughs> okay, I thought you were like, yeah, that happened to you know. That happened to someone happened I know. All actually. the time. That happened to someone I know actually. Um, no, I, the the weirdest one I read was. I was reading a work policy and it said something about like this is a smoke free work environment and it basically said like I was trying to say like people had to smoke off the property of this place. I just remember thinking that's weird. I'm like I've never actually heard of a job like telling them that they're not supposed to like on the clock. You know what I mean? I was like that just seems weird. That's it's, very common. In and on the property. Or on the property. It's plenty that request off the property meaning that you go to the sidewalk or they have a designated smoking area. Mm, right. I've heard that a lot. I but. guess I guess yeah, having designated areas, but it's just funny because I've never read that. I was like that's actually very weird like policy is to be like this is a smoke-free work environment the whole place. It's like, well, what if someone smokes? I don't want to be working with them dirty smokers. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, they should make a little area. Just a no, Jamie. I wouldn't. Dis- I wouldn't discriminate against you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and against anyone. No, right? I. Uh, well, I discriminate against some people, like uh, <laughs> like murderers, for example. True, murder's bad. Mm-hmm. Yep, can I'm we, taking a stand. Can we all agree? Yeah, I'm taking a stand too. What a brave statement! Murder is wrong. If but, all y'all come around here, but the jail time's not fair. <laughs> you remember that? That was no. uh, Hawk Nelson, the the Christian rock band Hawk Nelson. Well, what song was that? Uh, Letters to the President. It's like murder is wrong, but the jail time's not fair. He they threw that in there casually. Yeah, that's like a pretty. That's an intense political Damn. stance. Whoa! I don't know many people who think like that. To be honest, they're like. Like murder's bad, but like oh, we these people are. Locked Why are they up. going to jail, man? Uh, yeah, that's a little intense. Keeping them all pretty. That's up. A, yeah, it's a pretty hot take. You, know. you can either listen to System of a Down, yeah, or you can listen to uh, the Hawk Nelson. Yeah, I know that's like intense. Your hot takes. Yeah, I'm almost positive that's the lyrics. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's true. I I will say, I obviously know that song, but I, I was not big on Hawk Nelson. No, not the way like. You, like you and Josiah would talk about it all the time. You'd be going, "Ah, oh, Hawk Nelson, Hawk Nelson." <laughs> I was when I was a kid. I was always more of a Switchfoot kid, you know. Oh yeah, Switchfoot's really good. And uh, and I would listen to that instead. But you know, I like Hawk Nelson. It's still pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. I'm just uh, I'm genuinely like, is, there's no way it actually says that. <laughs> I'm just, just no. It's your kid brain just giving you. I know bad info. Like. I don't know. I'm almost positive it said that, but well, Jimmy, don't leave the people hanging. Ah, uh, yeah, you're investing true. too much time now. That's true. This is twice now you've had to call in Benny and be distracted. Benny, I don't know. S- sing some letters to the president. Three for... strikes and you're out, dude. I barely even remember the song. So, um... I only remember it's a long and lonely road or whatever it was called. Oh, that one. Yeah. And then it's like, let's pack up and move to California. California. 
Yeah, I like that um, one too. Yeah. Um, man, <laughs> I'm just you wanting... want to fight. Get the give it up, Jamie. Yeah, I give guess. it up. I get. Wait, murder is wrong. There it is. There it is. Wait, it says murder is wrong, but the jail time's not fair. Damn. Yeah. Holy. What the letters and, to the president? I can said, see why he didn't read that. And it's like not to mention date rape felony and car theft. Break it down. Tell me what we've got left. What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. All crimes should be decriminalized. <laughs> like, Hawk Nelson's like an anarchist band. Holy, like, that's an intense. Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the prison system. <laughs> yeah, they're just like <laughs> and you know oh, the... legalize crime. <laughs> Tell people it's bad, but legalize it. Yeah, he's like it's bad, but like yeah, Mister, stop that. But jail is unfair. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> I just noticed you stabbed that person over there. That you you can't. That's not okay. That's wrong. What are you going to do about it? Absolutely nothing but stop. <laughs> you better stop that right now. Just stop. Right okay? now. <laughs> yeah, that's, wow. You know, the, I do that's remember, some though, fringe, man. I some remember fringe politics right there. That's weird. I do feel for young people, though, because I, I still remember being young and viewing the world in that way, going, you know, oh, why are all these bad things in the world? Why are all these injustices in the world? And... <clears throat> At least for me, one thing that I do find Salson, and you know, it's not like a, it's it's more of the reality of you, you start to realize how different people are than from you. And right. Just in terms of culture, where they grew up in the world, who who were, who were their parents. Yeah. And there's all these, a thousand factors that come together to make this, this person that, you know, like is doing these things that you don't like, so different from you that you can't even understand it. Right. It's just like, wow. Like, why is this person from a completely... We have 0% in common. Yeah. How do you end up murdering people, right? Yeah. And how do I... If I can't understand this person at all in terms of, yeah, literally anything in their life, how am I supposed to change them? Right. Or make them act differently? And the answer kind of is you can't. No. If I, if you, if I like, met some person from the, from the Middle East that's, that goes, hey, if I went to Afghanistan, they're like, that's what we do. Yeah, we kill people. You kind of go, okay. Well, I, yeah. there's probably not much. I'm there's not much Austin from Canada is gonna be able to do about that. Oh yeah, if some like corrupt government out there or something like, yeah, you have no. Yeah, what are you gonna do? That's just. Uh... So you can say there's evil in the world, and you kind of go cool. And then I think when you're younger, you still have that naivety to think that you you don't see all the barriers in the way. To prevent that goal from being achieved. Right. So they kind of view it as like a highway. They're like, oh, look over there. Look. World peace. Go over there, dum-dums. Yeah. And then they get older and older, and they're like, ah, oh, shit. Oh, man. Oh, freaking there's roadblocks. There's a big mountain here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's, uh, it's a big world out there, and uh, can't control any of it. People are complicated. So, and not, and I would actually even say that it's already difficult in the context just with Canadians. Yeah. And Canadians are the people we should have the most in common with. Right. The moment you leave Canada, it's over. Yeah. Like the whole the whole like analogy of why do people do bad things? It's thrown out the window. Yeah. Because the moment they're not in Canada anymore, you don't know anything about them. That's true. You don't well, know how they grew up. You don't know anything about where they like you don't really know. You know, yeah. like if someone grew up in Brazil, I don't really know what that's like. No. Well, it's it, they definitely have different cultural upbringings, but I do think, as a default, most people inherently 
have an adverse reaction to murder because they don't want to be murdered. So I think most people like most like that that's still not to say like there's not corrupt like a lot of corruption out there. Oh, where, of course, and also murder's not common. Let, let's yeah. definitely say that. It's yeah. not like an everyday thing. There's, this is a rare thing. Well, murder does happen every day somewhere, but like but yeah, well, there's seven billion people. Yeah, that's exactly. guaranteed. Exactly. But it's like uh yeah, I, I still think like the average person, no matter where you go, is probably opposed to murder. That doesn't mean like there's not places where the rate is higher. You know what I mean? So it's oh like, yeah, I 100 percent agree. I would still I say absolutely like, agree because if if that was the case of everyone like that's you what's the word that wouldn't uh, that wouldn't last like if there was a place where everyone was totally cool with murder then it wouldn't really now, okay, yeah. it wouldn't be feasible it wouldn't now, it wouldn't even be able to function or move m- on murder isn't the only heinous thing on the list we're talking right right why do people lie cheat steal and yeah and murder rape all all that shit right yeah and the answer is uh, i don't know yeah <laughs> i have devil. no idea the devil um the devil the devil does it nah, i mean it's a nice simple conclusion <laughs> <laughs> yeah he takes over everyone. <laughs> he possesses their bodies. Yeah. Anytime someone does something bad, it's actually uh, they're possessed for a moment. But I don't know. I, sorry, I do, to get, sorry to get too religious. I know. Here, I know. Uh, I do, but I do think that was part of my evolution growing up that made me start to realize, oh, I can't just you can't just do that. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, and, you know, part of it it does make you a little bit sad when you talk to someone young because there's part of you that kind of thinks, oh, I get where they're coming from. Like it makes hopeful. sense, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and it's good to have that. That's why it's nice to have younger people around that still have that. Yeah, that fiery edge to them. Yeah, where they don't see the obstacles, and sometimes that's a good thing. You know, so I, at least I think. I think also part of it's probably uh, like when you're younger. You, you still have like your whole life ahead of you. So you're like, I kind of want to live in a world that's perfect and great. You know what I mean? So I think kids have a more passion in that regard because they're like, I'm going to be growing up in this world. And I think like, as you actually get older, you realize you're like, oh, things kind of just stay the same old for, for the most part. Yeah. So I think that's part of it is just the more you're alive, you're like, oh yeah, you're just more comfortable with everything because You've experienced it longer, probably. That's a nev- that's kind of true too, inevitably, and that can both be a good thing and a bad thing too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say that's interesting. You put it that way. You know that whole thinking about the future. Because when I was younger, I was only thinking about the now. Yeah. In terms of what's a problem now. Right. Um. Yeah, that's. True. It was hard for me to think about the future. Yeah. I didn't really know what it meant. Yeah, I, I knew guess. it meant you know having a job and kids and stuff, but it's that's such an abstract term, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, the future can hold a lot of different things, so I don't think any kid ever knows, but... You know, just the standard stuff that you would watch on TV. Yeah. When you're watching a sitcom, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, it's a family of, hey, that dad was a kid at some point. I'm probably going to be something like that someday, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's, it is crazy, because time just feels like it stands still when you're a kid, and then, yeah, it's very interesting to look back on just how you perceived everything, because I remember, like, I didn't really pay attention to... Like, it is true, years feel like they just go by a lot quicker. I feel like when I was younger, a year was such a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I will I will give a part of that testament to I spent most of my time being bored when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. Just in terms of, I didn't understand 
my I didn't have any of my hobbies that I have now. I didn't understand the things I really enjoyed or how my brain works. Or I also hated school, so yeah. I had to go to this thing I hate all the time. Right. So there's that constant daily like movement of oh man it's monday oh man it's monday oh yeah. man oh, tuesday will be better oh tuesday only three more days to the weekend yeah and it's like this endless loop of trying to just get to this thing i hate and i'm <laughs> looking forward to the tiny little landmarks going you know oh it's the weekend yeah it is true yeah let's get out of here when you're a kid like you just you're just basically being forced to do tons of stuff you don't want to do that's pretty much all childish is and you're sitting there staring at a clock Going, when is this over? Your parents are like, oh, we have to do something. So, like, you're being babysat, and then it's, like, somewhere boring or something. Or then your school, and then you're dragged to, like, the grocery store. Like, you know what I mean? I just, yeah, as Dude, a kid. now I have lots of hobbies. Yeah. I'm allowed to decide what I want to do, and it's easy for me to me to entertain myself with things I enjoy all day. Oh. So, that, so yeah, but when you're a kid, you don't get that choice. Yeah, that, that, that's not built in. So I do think that's a huge factor towards why time goes so slow. And it's funny because now I find when I, when there's nothing going on and I have a moment to just relax, I I don't need I don't I don't think I ever get bored now. Like any moment where I don't have to do anything, I'm just kind of like totally content. I'm like, yeah, like I, I'm just able to entertain myself. Wouldn't call myself bored. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll take this moment. Like, I like it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as a kid, you're just like, always want to do the yeah, next you're always thing. stirring. Yeah. Always wondering, you know, uh, what am I going to do now? Oh, what what is there? Yeah. I don't know what's out there. Let's go find out. Yeah. But yeah, it's like now when I have a moment, I'm like, oh, no, I definitely wouldn't say I'm bored. I'm just... <laughs> back then, I didn't even know how to play guitar back then. Yeah. Because I started playing when I was 16. So it's so weird to think I'm 15 years old and I'm I'm doing fuck all. I'm doing yeah. absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, you, I, I you don't even know games. what I was doing. I would played, just play video games. Video I games. had nothing going on, you know? Like, yeah. It's just incredible to me how it does make sense that I was bored because I had nothing. Yeah. I didn't know anything. I didn't have any hobbies, really. I just played video games. So yeah. if, if I got sick of video games, then i just sit around and go, I am doing nothing now. Okay? I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. Someone, please entertain me. Yeah. Please, God. I don't want to do homework. <laughs> Not the homework. Uh, homeworks. Homeworks. Lame. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, there is truth to say that, obviously, when you're a kid, no one knows how to... They, they just ma- they mash everybody into a school system. They don't know how... They, don't, they can't figure out how every single individual child works. Yeah. And give them their own answer to their, their personal life. Yeah. So they, they got... I'm not saying it's, it, it's terrible... It's just that it, that's what they have to do. And yeah. It's, but the problem is, is it never really works for anyone. No. Oh, yeah, definitely. I definitely, there's, th- there's different uh, ways of learning for sure. And I know some kids, like, I feel like when I was sitting in class, I, I had pr- a lot of issues paying attention, I think. Just because, again, like, yeah, if you're just in a room for eight hours a day, it's not that absurd that kids would get a little restless oh dude it's just sitting there that would kill me yeah it's just sitting there yeah because you're like that's the time in your life where you have the most energy yeah and they just give you little 15 minute breaks every like couple hours it's like oh man yeah no i remember it and then or i would be so or i would become so disinterested that i was i would burn all my energy elsewhere and elsewhere and i'd show up and be tired right and i'd be gassed out and i'd be like i'd be falling falling asleep in my desk yeah Oh, that's like such an interesting memory is like when your eyes are really heavy, 
like sitting at a desk. Yeah, yeah. I can picture that so well. It's horrible. And it's it's so funny because you don't have to deal with that shit anymore as an adult. You have days where you're tired at work, obviously, right? But ideally, you've chosen a job that you somewhat enjoy because you chose it. Right. That was your decision. School is not a decision. No, no. You have to be there and buckle in and go... Welcome here. Got to learn some science. So in a full eight-hour shift, there's going to be, or not shift, full full eight-hour day at school, there's going to be some sort of subject you're going to find boring. Like yeah. every single person. Like it, I can't imagine somebody who enjoys every single class. And dude, not only that, I <laughs> struggle to listen to anybody talk for more than 30 minutes yeah. in terms of a speech or something before, unless they're an amazing at it yeah. because I gas out. I just don't care anymore. And I'd rather go work all day. Like, if I'm tired, I'd rather go grind away at a job than listen to four different people yap away for an hour and a half each. Yeah. Like, that's torture. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, at least that way your brain's a little more active. Um, I don't even think I could do that now. If I went back to school, I wouldn't be any better at it. No. I'd still be going, I don't care about half the shit, and why they talked so long. Like, Uh, my God. Maybe my life would become... Suddenly, time would slow down again. <laughs> yeah, people always say that they're like, uh, they're like, oh, I, I'd go back if I could, knowing what I know now. And then other people are like, I wouldn't, you know. And it's like, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I def, I don't think I would. But, but no, even so, I would not go back. Because then you're, especially like you're losing so much. Uh, like I would say, I would say that's kind of sad. It's like unless your life has just been absolutely horrible, I don't see why you would answer that you would want to, like, restart it all. You know what I mean? 100%. It seems, no. It seems weird. Cause it's no, like... I just don't... I don't really even really believe in regret, beyond, obviously, some very obvious ones. But, yeah. like, you, you made the decisions you you felt you should have made at the time, and that's all there is to it. There's nothing yeah. else to say. Yeah. And, like, again, and you learn from stuff, and so yeah, that's pretty much everything leading up to now is... W- because of your experiences like who you are in this moment so it's kind of yeah and you're making shots you're making calls yeah so it seems weird like whenever i've heard people go like oh i would totally go back knowing what i know now i'd be so much better in school and i'd probably make more friends and stuff i'm like well you can just i don't know like if that's what you're worried about like what make, about now make do you have a lot of friends now, now? Yeah, like make, come on yeah right <laughs> yeah you, like it's like your life's not like over all of a sudden it's like oh you god i'm 25 i'm fucking dead <laughs> yeah it's like i don't know you can there's still a lot of living to be had all right jamie you know? time's up all right uh take, let's get out of here take care y'all thanks for listening thanks for hanging out, everybody all reflect right. in the past look yeah. forward to the future amen <laughs>